Welcome all fellow wannabes. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Game Club. I am one of your hosts, Gabriel Fast, and joining me on this fine eve is one Ethan Maestri. We're here, Ethan. We're here at the end of the saga reviewing Mass Effect 3. How are you feeling? What a long, strange trip it's been. And I feel fine. I'm, re- I'm ready for this one. Let's close this, close this out. I am honestly... Whenever you agreed to do this project, just to, just admit it. You were like, there's no way we're finishing these three games. Just admit I it. knew I could finish all three games. I didn't know if you could hang with it, though. Right. Well, then you, you, you would be, you know what? I hope you're impressed because finally I say I'm going to do something. I freaking finish it. You, right? Dude, you, you have uh, – you hear that? You hear, boop, boop. <laughs> There's your achievement right there. Huh. Completionist. Yeah, there you go. I've I've finished all three Mass Effect games finally, and yes, you know yes. I, I, I'm. You. Thank you. It's it's a good feeling, and I do have to say, you know, we, we kind of we kind of flirted with the idea, with the idea of going to Andromeda. We're not going to do that, and honestly, after finishing Mass Effect three, I'm glad we're not going to do that because I, I it took me a month to beat this game, right, and I enjoyed this game i have a lot to say about this game but i was also kind of flirting with andromeda the same time while i was playing mass effect 3 and all i can say is every time i would pop into that game i'm like no it's not mass effect it's not the same thing it feels it feels wrong yeah we we've talked about this a couple of times just on our own separately and i've never played andromeda and when you broached the idea of the Mass Effect trilogy and Andromeda, I balked at it because it just didn't feel like a fit. It didn't feel like the type of game I wanted to slip off into after finishing the trilogy. And so, yeah, I'm glad we've, we've arrived at this decision to play the trilogy and this series that we have been going through, this journey we've gone on. This is a good place to call it. Yeah, I agree. But... Does that necessarily mean that we won't see you on Game Club again, Ethan Maestri? Yeah, I'm I'm retiring from podcasting after this show. Yeah, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the <laughs> premier place. No, I think it Gabe, is. Gabe has broken me. I am so sorry. He's like six months to play the Mass Effect games. Mother of God, you know what I mean? It's, like it's been it's been me text messaging him since August 26th. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? And it's yeah, it's yeah. always no, no. I'm playing other stuff. I'm freaking running Destiny strikes. Leave me alone. Like yeah, I don't. Right. What do you think I am? I don't work. You know what I mean? What do you think? I'm a professional or something? God. Oh, my God. No, I, I do think it's, it's, it, it might be time. And I, mean, I should have prepped you on this before, but I didn't. Ethan and I have made a decision that we are going to go through another game series together. You know what I mean? At some point in the future. I, I, I'm not making any promises. There's a lot of projects we have down the pipeline. There's other stuff I want to cover on Game Club. I still but- haven't signed the paperwork on this, though. Yeah, you still haven't signed it, and we, we've, we've, we've thrown out several ideas, so that's all we're going to leave the listeners with is like, look, if you've enjoyed this combo, just stay tuned because there will be something more in the future, and it'll probably be, it'll probably be happening sometime at the beginning of next year, real, realistically, which means if I'm saying that, that means it might happen, you know, a little bit like, like four months into next year. So we'll I, like, I like the phrase, watch this space. Just, just watch this space. We'll see what happens. But not to get too far ahead of our main subject here. And, and before I do it, I want to get all the sponsorships out of the way. All right. I'm just, just going to cover one today. Raise energy. You are the only reason nowadays where I can completely spaz out and be myself. Um, you get me jacked unlike any other. I will not name any other energy drinks because that would be in poor taste. Um, but you do a really good job. And I absolutely love working with Raise. Go get yourself some Raise energy. Get 15% off your entire order. You're asking me like, well, Gabe, energy drinks make you crash and like they're really bad for you. Here's the deal. This is all really good for you. That's zero calories, all right, which I mean, it's not like amazing for you, but it's better for you than the alternatives, all right? It's all, it's all natural. There's no, there's no crash, okay? And it actually tastes delicious. I drank a Voodoo today, limited edition. I don't know if you can get it anymore, but use the code, the underscore wannabe critic to get yourself 15% off your order. And I guarantee you, you're not going to be disappointed. I recommend the Baja, uh, Baja lime flavor. It's delicious. So there you go. Um. Ethan, here we are, Mass Effect 3, Bioware's really, call me crazy, aside from the Old Republic, 
this is the last good thing that Bioware has put out in the past decade. Uh, being that I have only played KOTOR and the Mass Effect series, yes, I would agree with you. <laughs> Anthem. Remember a game called Anthem that they were like, oh my God, it's going to be great. You're going to oh, Iron Man. Yeah, I remember do that? remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Horrible. Um, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a thing. Uh, we, had, uh, we had Ryan Dalton on the show. And he's like, yeah, man, I picked up that game for 10 bucks. It still sucks. I mean, in not so many words, that's basically what I got. He's like, yeah, I bought it because it was $10. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's bad. That looks bad on you, Bioware. But here we are. We are at Mass Effect 3, the Shepherd's concluding saga. Okay, so what I want to do is I, w- I don't want to make this like how our other reviews were. I want this to be kind of a what, what was your story like versus what my story was like and then how we feel at the end of it. Because we talked Mass Effect 2 up so much. And that is, I can say without a doubt, I've played, you've played a lot of games. I've played a lot of games as well. If you have never played Mass Effect 2 or you have played Mass Effect 2 and if you can't agree that it's one of the greatest games ever made, period, we're going to have words because you're wrong if you think that. I'm just going to say it out outright. It's in the top uh, – call me crazy. It's probably in the top 20 best games of all time. I think I saw on several websites, IGN, uh, PC Gamer, on all of those, when they talk about their top 20 PC games of all time, Mass Effect 2 is in every one of their lists. It's incredible. It, yeah. And I mean, this isn't a Mass Effect 2 review. I'm just saying it is interesting how we go from Mass Effect 2 being such a broad thing of you can spend. It is very much the, it is very much Bioware's Skyrim in a way. It's like you can spend so much time in that game. Whereas I feel like, that exploration kind of took a backseat in this third game. I feel like oh, it, was, it had to, it had to, I feel like rightfully so it had yeah. to. Well, I mean, you could spend a hundred hours in mass effect too. And I feel like you could spend 40, 50 hours in this game if you wanted to, but it feels yeah. different. We're, and, and this kind of leads me to my next thing. The overview of this game, we left off with the elusive man giving us an ultimatum or giving us a choice of what we wanted to do. And realizing, like, hey, maybe we're about to, maybe we're about to go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm going to totally throw a wrench in your your launching into this game, but I do want to just ask you the gameplay itself, the mechanics of the game, Mass Effect Three compared to Mass Effect Two. Did you enjoy the game mechanics more, or was it largely the same? So much snappier, so much more responsive. I do feel like. The Omni Tool tool was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was. And it was like, it was so much snappier. It it just felt like, it felt like an action game. It felt like it was meant to be a war game. Whereas Mass Effect 2 did not feel that way. Mass Effect 1 did not feel that way. It felt like the way that they, the direction with the gameplay made you feel like, oh my God, yeah, the Reapers are here. And... Yeah, and, we, we and need now to I can, And now I can move around well enough to take them on. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god, I can sprint all the time. Here we are, modern tech and modern gameplay. Fantastic. Uh, this is yeah. great. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, so yeah, thank you for asking that, and I'm glad you threw a wrench. You can do that anytime you want. But long story short, we leave Mass Effect 2. The Reapers are here. They're, they are, you know, Mass Effect 2 leaves us with the idea that the Reapers are almost to our galaxy, and sure enough, that's what we're doing through the entire game is you want to go to a star system? Guess what? There's a really good chance that the freaking Reapers are there. And you can't there, – there is no room for exploration. We're in crunch time. Like, we're in, this is war. This is life or death. Get your stuff and get back to Earth. Exactly. Get your stuff. Let's go. You are – every battle, every single encounter, every single battle feels like whoever you have with you, their life is at stake. Um. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we have some fallen comrades in this, or at least I did. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, it made you really feel like you're in a war. It's like you are in control of these decisions, of, of these things happening. And it really makes you feel like if you can make it through Mass Effect 3 without feeling, feeling like you made a wrong decision, then I don't know how that's possible. Because literally there was like, yeah, this makes sense. But then it ended up being astronomically bad for me. 
So Ethan, I want to throw it to you. What was your experience like playing this game? You know, how does this compare to, to episode to mass effect two for you? And then also just kind of give an overview of what your, what happened in your gameplay. Cause I know you're very, you're very high on Tally's aura. You know what I mean? And things like that. And she's a big part of this game. So just let it all out. Well, uh, I will do this. By, uh, I will preface my impression here by saying that I had played through this before and remembered a lot of some of the wrong turns that I took and how it ended up uh, impacting my gameplay when the game first came out because I played it on Xbox 360 when it was released. That was what, 2011? 2010? 2011? years ago because you're a dinosaur. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, no, it was. It was like. Yeah, it was like 2011. I think. Have some respect. I'm so sorry. I I bring you on the show. I disrespect you. I call you old. I know. Uh, it's I'm, your show, and you got some leeway. But I mean, I, come on, I, man. It's, I, it's I only know. ten years old. I need to. I need to. I need to show show respect where respect is due. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. You done? No, I think that is right. You done? Can I talk? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. So anyway, so I played through it, and, and that did color some of the decision-making that I was able to do on this last go-around. So I wasn't – I didn't take as many missteps, I feel like, as I did the first time through. And so I kind of – I'm really happy with the outcome of my game as I played it because I was able to save a few of the people that I remember losing in the past. And so Tally Zora, she comes on board, and like as you said – her story and her people that uh, um, they are integral about midway through this game because there's a lot hanging in the balance for you and the force that you're trying to put together to take on the Reapers back at Earth. And you need the migrant fleet. So Tally's story in relationship to Legion, it was vital and very important. And I ended up uh, killing Legion. I killed him, and that allowed me to keep Tally with me in my party, and I gained the migrant fleet as a result of that as well. I had to betray the Geth, though. I had to be- well, not the Geth. I had to betray Legion, and by extension, eliminated the Geth from my story. And even though I knew that was the probable outcome, it was still kind of gutting to see the fleets come together and the Geth be destroyed because of the decision that I made. I mean, this game makes you feel decisions like that. And uh, so that was kind of one of the big things that colored my impression of this playthrough. And then also, like everybody, I think, I don't think there's a way you can play this game and not lose more than Solace. And that was deeply, deeply wrenching for me because I, more so than any other character, except for maybe Garrus and Tally, um, Morden Solace was just an absolute joy to have in Mass Effect 2 and into Mass Effect 3. And when he goes through his final scene there and he's, he's humming and singing to himself as things are crumbling around him, I, I had a tear in my eye. I mean, it was it was profound and it was moving and I felt it just as much as the first time that I played. I feel like with Morden for me, it was like, he was cool, you know, and he always cracked me up. I always loved talking to him. Like the way the camera, whenever he would breathe in deeply and the camera would like zoom in on him, he's like, it is undoubtable. You know what I mean? Like just, just his timing and his delivery. He yes. is, the, he is the Dwight Schrute of Mass Effect. <laughs> literally and i'm like that's a good that's a good one yeah you're dwight Schrute. and whenever i realized like because i kind of was getting some vibes and like morden's gonna die on this mission and i was right there with you like whenever he's like no i gotta go he's like i'm the one that basically he's like i'm the reason the genophage is even a thing and coming having him come to that realization that that was the wrong thing to do and we got hints of that in mass effect 2 of him being like no that was the wrong decision and realizing like he can kind of circumvent authority because of the circumstances we find ourselves in with the Reapers. He's like, if you guys make it through this, you might have a chance seeing him come to, and that's his like penance basically for, you know, as he dies that I'm right with you. I'm like, that is insane. And you know, what was crazy is it wasn't a human. Yeah. It wasn't a human saving the day that, that might be the most wholesome thing about mass effect three, because I'll tell you this, what he did for a, a race was way better than what Shepard ends up doing. Yeah. Uh, Not in my say. story, but you know, we, well, we, we can debate for, that. For me, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean yeah. 
I don't know. I just, I feel like I was able to empathize more. No, it, it is brilliant. Like, that seemed like the perfect outcome for that particular, you know, archetype of the yeah. Salarians and the Krogans, their, their hatred for each other. And honestly, I had Rex with me. So for me, I had, I had Morden helping Rex. And it was like, ah, oh, like, I'm right there with you. I was like, frick, that was, that hit, that hurt me, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't expecting that to come from, but now with Tally's thing, I never connected with Tally the same way that you did. Because I, whenever I met, whenever I met Legion, I was like, this guy is freaking interesting and cool. And just while we're there, you know, because I was going to say like, you tell your story, I'll tell mine. And what, whenever you bring something up, I'll just kind of say what happened to me basically is, is yeah. how we're going to do this. Um, I lost them both. I lost Tally and Legion, but guess what I gained? I gained a freaking synthetic army that was willing to help me in that moment. And it was like, holy crap. Like the Geth, they're just unending. Like it yeah. feels like they never stop. Like it's like, God, I just killed so many of you guys. Literally. How are there any more of you on this ship? I don't understand. And they're smart. They're smarter than synthetic people, like or synthetic life forms. Like in terms of calculation and stuff, it just seemed like to me like the most logical choice of, okay, if I have to pick one or the other, the, the Quarians, they've wronged me multiple times in this story. They wronged Tally. How can I trust them? Like they exiled Tally on like for, for stu- it was so stupid. And I, I hated that. I was like, Tally is so nice. Like, how could you? And I was like, I, if I have to pick one or the other, I would rather pick the one in the moment that I know is going to be loyal to me, which was the Geth in that moment. Had no idea that it was going to wipe out the Corians as a whole. And I had no idea that Tally was going to end up offing herself. She's like, oh, frick, I can't handle it. She kills herself. I was like, yeah. shoot. And then, That's, God. Yeah. like oh, God. That happened to me my first playthrough. And yeah, that was like, I remember it happening and, and being like, Oh, I have it saved. I've got it. I need to go back and fix this. And I couldn't. But uh, it, yeah, no, it was just, I understand because Tally was a very emotional character, I think, you know, and very, very honor, like about, you know, honor, like honor to her race and honor to her clan. And like, you could feel like she was kind of like, Oh, whatever, whenever, you know, she got exiled in the second game, but you could tell there was something more there. So it made sense whenever she did kind of take things into her own hands in that way because it's like, I have nothing left. It's like, well, but at the same time, like Shepard was the one who is there for her. So to me, it's like, look, you, you, okay. <laughs> so you're telling me you were fine with being a part of the Normandy and like being a part of Shepard's crew because, you know, your, your own people exiled you. But literally, as soon as your people are gone, the person that was there for you the first time, now all of a sudden you can't handle it, which I know it's different, and I know not that much time had passed, and it was different circumstances. But still, that was just something that kind of connected in my mind. I was like, huh. Feels like they just did that just to do it. Like, maybe they didn't know what to do with Tally. Did Tally make it all the way to the end of the story for you? Oh, yeah. 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 All, all the way through and survive the, uh, the crash in the Normandy. So. Yeah, so for, for me it worked because yeah, she was like a sister and she was Talia Vast Normandy. I mean, she's part of my crew. So I kept her as part of my crew, stabbed Legion, and, uh, and, and then fought the Reaper on the, the Quarian homeworld. Man, that was um, – was that exciting for you? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I <laughs> Having was- a Reaper – late trying to laser you down i died i was playing on easy by the way and yeah. i died like four times still i was like how the flip am i supposed to dodge this laser beam like yeah but yeah no that was that was pretty cool and honestly i felt a little i was like as i'm targeting the reaper i'm like that's the hammer of dawn from gears of war like that's oh, what true. it is like but it was fine you know i i, I felt more like because i'm a huge gears of war fan I play with blood off just so you guys know, cause I'm not about that gore life, but I love that about gears of war is you always felt like you were in the trenches every, every single game. It's like, Oh my God, everything that's happening. You're just on the edge of your seat. Yeah. That's honestly how the action in this game made me feel across the board. It's like, I don't know what's about to happen. And that makes me, I'm sweaty. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> sweaty, yes, literally. 
and I get kind of burpy. You know what I mean? Um, Not that Yingling will do it to you. Shout out to Yingling, yeah, for being a burpy beer. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I I it was it was definitely exciting, and I feel like I kind of screwed myself because I feel like someone said something to me like, "Oh, make sure you go disable this thing." But I, I didn't disable a like panel before I actually engaged the Reaper and it ended my mission there. Like it basically made me fight the Reaper right after that. So I was like, ah, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to go around to disable a thing to make it. And, you know, I, I, I thought about that after I was like, did I mess up without have enabled more options? Like, cause I don't know. I just kind of feel, yeah, I got the, I got the, the Geth fleet, but Legion had to sacrifice himself to, to get them to be loyal to me. So, you know, it was just, it was just kind of a, a lose-lose. And it was sad. It made me feel I went to bed after that. I was like, I'm sad. <laughs> like, literally, a character I enjoyed and a character that I was super interested in, they're gone. This is it. That's the end, like, yeah. for them. So, yeah. But at least I got Rex, you know what I mean? Or yeah. not. Plan or not. So. Um, I had also with me uh, uh, Ash, Ashley Williams. Uh, I went ahead and and brought her onto my crew as well. I had um, <laughs> and then and then also uh, Garrus, and that was really great for me having Garrus on the crew. I would go back frequently and would talk with him, which opened up for me the opportunity for a really touching moment in the Citadel, where we kind of have it, it's like he is my left, he is my right hand. And, and he knows it. But, you know, we're both male. There's that, that testosterone between us, that competitive nature that puts just a little bit of a barrier between the two of you. But in that moment, in, on the Citadel, you have that moment where Garrus is, he's your brother. And it, I, you know, I really enjoyed having that moment as well. I don't think I got to experience it the first time I played through it. So this was kind of an it felt like it was a new experience for me so that when you get to the end run and you're, you're, you know, you're making your, your final run on, on the Reaper on the Citadel, basically you have a moment with Garrus again, where he says, um, we'll have a drink together. And Shepard says, and if, if, if I don't make it, you know, have that drink and know I'll be watching, you know, and, and you know it, it is really interesting to have a game that over the course of three titles has built this relationship, not just with Garrus, but with all of these characters and even some of the new ones as well. I got, I kind of got attached to, um, it's really interesting that the developers allowed us to have moments as the game is to its conclusion where we're able to make our peace with our friends that we've gone through this journey with. And so that by the time you get to that final decision, uh, regardless of the decision that you make, um, at least you know your friends are going on to a better place <laughs> or, or at least a hopefully a better life. Right, if you succeed. <laughs> if you succeed, exactly. I, I, I'm right there with you on Garrus. Personally, this entire game, I had Edie and Garrus with me every single mission. Every single mission because... Edie has a great arc in this story. That was so interesting the way they did that and it was borderline like it was borderline tropey sci-fi like doctor who almost kind of feeling (laughs) yeah but it worked so well and oh absolutely it made so much sense and it made sense that joker was kind of like hey you better be careful with her like because that's his girl you know what i mean that's that's like and it's funny like kind of seeing like a weird love story because he wasn't about having an ai on the ship in the second game, but like by the third game, he's like, "All right, you you know you better take care of her because he's attached to the AI." And, and I just made me think like that is me and Siri. Like I, so many times I'll be washing dishes, I have my AirPods in, doing something like Siri, hey, uh, you know, and she's like, "How can I?" She's like, "How can I help you?" Because she has like an accent, you know what I mean? And I just it was kind of funny to see that relationship personified that way. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that. But I, I'm with you on Garrus being your right hand man. And in Mass Effect One, it was me. Garrus and uh, Rex most of the time. Yeah. And Mass Effect 2, Garrus was with me every single mission. Um, in this game, Garrus, I know he's solid. I can trust him. So I'm right there with you. It was kind of, and I'm sad I missed it on that same thing because I very much got into the a gameplay loop of 
I have two hours to play this game. I need to get as much done as possible. Yeah. You know, because we joked about it in the outset of, hey, this took forever to play. I played it in two or three hour spans at a time, did as much as I could. And it was the thing where I popped, I popped in, you know, a couple times every other week or whatever. And honestly, I really like it that I did that way because it made it feel like the, the time span that they were trying to convince you the war was taking place, like maybe it was over the course of a month. It felt I felt it every time I dropped into the game. I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" Yeah, every absolutely. single time, and yeah. it hit it hit in a different way than Mass Effect Two hit. Like you had your exposition in Mass Effect One, you had a very expl- it, that was your chance to explore and really see and really get the lore of Mass Effect. Absolutely. Yeah, and then this was a drawn out conclusion. And they like we talked on the phone before this, like they really draw out the ending of this, of this story in Mass Effect yeah. 3 because they want you to make it feel... They want to make it feel like, hey, this isn't Halo. <laughs> yes. There, there is no more. Yep. And we see that, like, if you want it, like, it is kind of funny. Think about it this way, too. Like, you have these first three games and then Andromeda. People love Andromeda. I don't. I'll finish it someday feels completely different than the original trilogy. Same thing with Halo. Like they told their story that they wanted to tell their vision. And now someone's like, Oh my God, we can make millions off this. Let's put out more. Halo. let's put out another game and slap Halo on it. And it's like, that doesn't work. That doesn't fit in with the vision of what the creator was trying to tell you. They're trying to get you to think about what they see, how they see the world and people and just like make it. I just love the way that they ended. I love the way that they told the story in a lot of ways. That is the beautiful thing about this game. Uh, and if I may, just you're, you're playing because you want to see where this story is going to go so that we can review it. That the, from my perspective, that's how I played it the first time. I wanted to see how the trilogy concludes. And I don't think I spent as much time with it as I did now, knowing how it's going to end, spending time in the world and interacting with the characters and drawing out those moments if you can take the time to do it it's extremely rewarding it's as this game is as rewarding as any 400 page novel i think i've ever read as far as allowing you to develop uh, the characters in your own mind and develop the relationships with them and then have um, some sort of meaningful interaction before the conclusion and, and it's just, it's beautiful in the way it's put together. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love you expressing that sentiment because I really feel there is Mass Effect books, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, there, are. there is so much story to tell in this game um, and in these games, really. And you start to see why Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, they become synonymous because they each do different things really, really well. Um, I will say, you know, you, the, the whole time I'm playing this game, you know, now we have news that there is a, a, a new Ultimate Edition coming out of these games. I'm like, holy freaking crap. I cannot wait to buy that thing to where I can just take as much time as I want and I know I don't have to review it for Game Club. You know what I mean? Like, because there is a part of me that's like, you know, I did a lot of side missions. I leveled up, I leveled up to level 50, you know, before, I, before I, I pushed to the last thing, which I think is the highest level you can go. The thing that held it back the most, you know, the reason it's taken so long for us to review this game is like, look, Destiny's been out with a new expansion. The PS5 is out now. I have other stuff I've been doing. And this, this, this show is not dependent. This show is a very, it's like, hey, we'll get to it when we get to it. And we'll talk about what we want to talk about because it's, it's our show. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to, but we do it for us first. So that's why it works. And I will say the thing that held me back the most these last couple weeks from just getting it done and, and being like, hey, let's record this sooner is the load times. And honestly, after having a, a Zippy PS5 and uh, really even a Zippy PS4 Pro, it has been really hard. And I just got my PC in today. It has been really hard for me to sit down and scroll through Twitter on, during loading screens. Granted, the loading times are better than Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2, but not by that much. The PS3 can only do so much. 
and graphics, you know, fidelity is never going to matter that much to me, really. Can I go, can I, you know, I'm playing Miles Morales and it, like it looks kind of photorealistic and then I go back to this game. Am I still going to enjoy it? Because yeah, yeah, I, I am because it's a freaking video game. Like we go back and we play Mario and it's like, that isn't a plumber. Like, what is that? That is a blob on the screen. It doesn't matter to me. I just want, I want it to deliver and do the thing that's supposed to do. This is a mid 2010s game early 2020 2010s game that does things really really well honestly well and i've had the benefit of being able to play it on pc and it renders extremely well in 2k both mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 look it look incredible in 2k and that's how i've been able to play it there is nothing i feel like i'm missing graphically as far as what this game is giving me there is nothing that I look at and say, this, this was definitely from a decade ago. You know, there's nothing like that, particularly in these last two games that I've been playing through. What is gripping me is the story that it's telling and the way that the, as we've talked about before, the mechanics of the game, how it integrates into that story that they're telling so that they complement each other in such a, just, just such a perfect way. That is really, to me, why this trilogy, and in particular Mass Effect 3, is always going to be in my top five, I, I do believe. Wow. That's, well, and that's, I mean, that's, there's a lot of people out there, I think, that would say, I, I was reading on Reddit threads, because I was like, you know, around a certain point, I'm like, okay, how much do I need, the question I asked myself was, is how much of this game do I have left? So we got to a certain point, it's at the Udina coup. I go to Reddit and sure enough, people are like, that's the halfway point, you know, of the main story. You got five yeah. or six missions left, tops. Um, I feel like you could blitz this game in probably 15 hours if you really wanted to on easy. Um, but I did, I did a bunch of side stuff. But every single, people were being like, oh, that's such a good, cool game. Like, yeah, I can't wait to go through it again. Mass Effect 3. I can't wait to go through the entire trilogy again. Love this game. Um, I have 200 hours clocked or whatever. I'm like, people were saying about, about this game a decade ago. Yeah. And to, for some people, I think about, you know, for me, like the Bioshock series is always going to be one of the best games for me of all time. The Bioshock series, because it did, it, it did something to me mentally and emotionally that no other medium ever did nothing ever hit no, and it's still in my top five favorite games of all time that series for so many people this mass effect trilogy hit them in the exact same way to where it's like we haven't seen anything like this before we don't have anything like this like there's nothing there's nothing like this that exists for for us and it makes sense why people talk about it as being like a legend today and people kind of like yourself like it hits you at a specific time where it's like oh my god you know i could go through this trilogy anytime you know it's it, for so many people it's like it is like their halo or their whatever you know halo is such a big thing but it is kind of crazy to me how i feel like mass effect is honestly slept on in a lot of ways um yeah like you don't really hear those conversations of which one's better halo or mass effect which is unfair to compare a first person shooter to a rpg but still, they're both sci-fi epics. Mass Effect tells a way better story. Like they basically the benefit, go ahead. The benefit of a Mass Effect series of, of the Mass Effect series, the way it's to be enjoyed is to play it. The problem with that is it's a singular experience. Now, when you have individuals like myself and you that get in front of microphones and actually have conversations about our specific instances. Of, of our gameplay, that's when it really unlocks its ability to kind of transcend and become a better game than just playing Destiny with your buddies or playing Halo with your buddies. This is where we, we, can, we can now get down into the nitty gritty of the decisions that we made, right or wrong, moral or not, and now we get to have a much broader conversation yeah. about who we are as people and no. who we played as Shepard. Yeah, no, I, I love that because... Ultimately, I heard this on a podcast one time, and it rings so true. With a lot of games nowadays, you're being told a story. You're being told a, this is, this is my vision. This is what I you're, see. 
And you're on a rail doing it. And you're on a rail a lot of the time, you know, and like, you know, you bring something like destiny into the film, a huge destiny player. Bungie is telling me a story and letting me explore. They're telling me like, Hey, there's all this stuff to go do, but I may only want to go do one or two things. You know what I mean? And that's fine. That's great. But now we have something with Mass Effect, and this is going to kind of transition probably into, because we both are obviously talking a lot of good things about this game. I'd like to talk about some critiques here in a minute. But, and this is kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off if you're okay with that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll kick it off. We'll, I'm going to kick it off, but then we'll also kind of transition into what, what we chose at the end, and then we'll kind of give our critiques and then the score. Um, here's the thing. Whenever you're given decisions, you have a starting point. Everyone starts the same place. And then you have all these branches to where at the end of the day, you have, you might have eight different endings, but guess what? Those are eight different endings that someone meant for you to experience. It wasn't you that came up with that ending or that was, that was the ending that was given to you. That, that, those were the paths that you chose. So I think about it like, and this is what I heard on the podcast that made a lot of sense. When you get a coloring book, no matter how intricate it is, beginner level, you know, a lot of, we have adult coloring, coloring books now, apparently. Like, that's a thing you can buy. Yeah. You can color those colors in however you want and do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it is the same freaking picture. It's the same thing. Yes. It's like, oh, that was yeah. cool colors. But you get the same result. It's, this, it's what yeah. the developer wants you to see at the end of the day, whether, you know, it's like, yeah, this is our vision. These three paths are still our vision. This makes sense. And, you know, that's, that is the one downside, I think, of video games. And I think, honestly, a thing that we don't talk about enough is, like, even if you have multiple endings, it's still what the developer wanted you to see. They either want you to feel like, basically, it's varying terms of whether, of how bad they want to make you feel for your decisions. <laughs> um, or good, you know, depending on the endings that you chose. So, yeah. Um, but I'm not saying that Bioware did a bad job here. I think they did a, a great job. They did a, a near-perfect job of wrapping up this story. I think a lot of times when you incorporate ambig ambiguity into an ending, people don't know how to take that. Yeah, and there was a huge backlash when this game came out because of that. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. And we're, we'll, we'll kind of talk about, you know, this is the criticism side of the, of the podcast, I think. Um, do I understand why people got mad? Yes, I understand, but shame on them. Shame on you. Shame. No, on no, no, no. I liked it when, I, when it came out. Yeah, no, not you. I'm just saying, if you're <laughs> listening and you were pissed the first time you played Mass Effect... Shame on you for not having an open mind and not being able to be like, uh, wait a minute, I have to think about this ending. It's not clear cut. Yeah. Shame on you. I'm sorry. Are you telling me you spent 70 hours of your time playing these three games and you were pissed off at the ending you got at the end of Mass Effect 3? What did you, I mean, I just, I just don't get it. Um, and of course, you know, I say shame on you. I'm not being serious, but really I am as like, how, how, how could you be angry? But then I think about people don't want to, th and call me crazy. I think this, this, this kind of fits into the star Wars discussion that we have all the time. People are expecting to be told a clear cut. This is how it is one way or the other. And whenever you love said thing, and whenever that gets messed with, and it's not the payoff that maybe you were even halfway expecting. It's like, well, what, what did I just spend my time doing here? And I think a lot of people didn't know, don't know how to process that, especially with this. Well, you're, 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 you're dancing all over the point. Um, people want to be told how the story ends. And that's not what this game does. This game allows you to choose your own ending. And so if you're not comfortable with it or you're not happy with it, well, it, it's the result of your decisions. And if you don't have the ability to sit down when you're finished and process through it like a normal person and, and let it sink in and make it, make the ending, whatever it was, whatever you were shown, uh, reconcile it. If you're not able to do that, then you, you've got these people that go to the internet and the outcry begins. And that's exactly what happened when this game came out. 
I, for one, you're, you're, you sent a, a, a GIF out on, uh, on Twitter that basically said it all. <laughs> and it's SpongeBob staring at the, the steaming cup of coffee because that was me for about an hour after I finished playing the game the first time. And, and a little bit to an extent when I finished it this last time too. It's you just sit. It, that's the, the wonderful thing about this game. When it's done, you've got a lot to unpack and process. No matter which, which ending you picked. No matter what ending you pick, exactly. I think, and you, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just thinking, a lot of people, and call me crazy, a lot of people watch 2001 Space Odyssey and go, okay, that's, retar- that's stupid, that's dumb. And what they don't, is this? They don't think about it. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I feel like Mass Effect is the 2001 Space Odyssey of video games. Yeah, Where, I mean, like we go, go, go ahead. No, please. I no, there, there it is. I mean, it, it is, it is a framework in which it doesn't tell you the story. It shapes a story and then allows you to fill in the blanks and flesh out the rest of the frame. That's what this game does for you. And see those colors how you want to see them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're going for, but this is how I see it. It's like the ending I got, I was like, we're right back where we freaking started as humans (laughs) in the Stone Age, literally. It's like, where where are we? Where are we? I don't know. That's the point. We're in some jungle. We're we're, We're in the jungle. Okay, well, fire, I know how to make fire, I think. Okay, uh, you know, you just start going through the, the thing of no matter what you choose, even if Mass Effect was to happen, we are in a cyclical ev- environment to where in one way, shape, or form, we get sent back to the very freaking beginning, whether it's our decision or somebody else's. Like, well, in, in your uh, finale, did Shepard save the races of the galaxy? Okay, so let's get into that. Okay. So... Because I'm curious here. In my ending, you you had you had three separate choices, right? Uh, the first time through, I had three choices. Now this this playthrough, I only ended up with two choices. Okay, so I ended up with two as well. I I ended up with the choices of kill all synthetic, kill all synthetics, and save humankind, no matter what the mass relays get destroyed, right? Or try and take control, and Shepard's basically a slave. Also, my Cassio is going off. If you hear that, it's not a bomb. It's it's on my end. So that was, those are the two choices I had. And I decided to go ahead and just kill off the synthetics because my thinking was we are human beings. We are, we are going to learn from last time, I hope. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, the Reapers, they, they said like, look, if you kill us, someone else, your children are going to make us. And it's like, yeah, you know what, though? we'll learn more than we did last time. And there'll be another shepherd that comes along to kill those guys too, if they're bad. Like that's, that's the story. Like it's a, it's a story as old as time, you know, however long it takes. That's what it had. That was my thinking is like, you know what, whatever, all, all synthetics, you're out of here because maybe it gives them a fighting chance. So there was that. And I thought about, it, I was like, I don't want shepherd to become a reaper. Like that, that just feels off to, for me personally. I, I went the killing the synthetics approach. So those are my two options, basically. Okay. So I ended up with those exact same options. But I reconciled that who better to take over the Reapers than the one guy that's been hell-bent on destroying them for all three games. So Traitor! I chose, <laughs> so I chose, the, I chose the, to go to the left. And... Uh, Shepard basically was his body was dissolved, but his consciousness was uploaded into a big giant Reaper, which is kind of awesome if you think about it. But that's the thing is you get the epilogue where Shepard or the uh, entity formerly known as Shepard is explaining that he has pulled back the Reaper attack. The humans are alive. The Turians, the Asari, the Corin, they're all alive. And they're all inhabiting the galaxy. Yes, the mass relays got blown up. But, hey, we have Ezo, so we can make drives that will will make these jumps. So those races will be able to get back to their home worlds and whatnot if they got caught out. So it seemed like a happy ending for everybody. And, you know, Shepard gets to do the Roger Corby thing and upload his 
his mind into a, a synthetic body. So <laughs> yeah, win-win. I, I thought it would, I thought it worked great. You That's knew he wasn't going to live when he got up to the yeah. Citadel. There's too much. Yeah. There's too much that you do in the, in these games where it's like Shepard's either got to be something like he has to go. He's a legend at this point. Like you knew Shepard. It's like, Oh, I knew Shepard. You know what I mean? Like he becomes yeah. a legend no matter what. He becomes legend. Or, exactly. or they, I'm sorry. They become a legend. Whoever yeah. you pick. Because um, yeah. I did female Shepard the entire time. That's, that's right. You did. You did. Uh, half step back here. Uh, did you feel it when Admiral Anderson passes? I know it's spoiler alert, but we're deep into it now. Did you feel anything for that? Nothing. Really? Because I felt it more this, this round. Absolutely nothing. Anderson wow. was a pain, was a thorn in my side this entire experience. Wow. You're a cold person. Like, I mean, <laughs> call me crazy. I I felt I was more upset that the elusive man died. You saw him. You saw him more as the authority figure. It wasn't instead, so of, much, instead of as a friend. I just didn't buy it. I did mm. not buy the relationship okay. between Shepard and Anderson. And I get that he was trying to help, and he he, he was very much like the Sergeant Johnson of Halo, where it's like. Yeah. He's like just he's like hey man you know like he's he's just kind of the he, he's a side character it's like I don't care dude like if you die whatever he just wasn't that interesting to me okay um, interesting I but, because I totally didn't get that vibe this this go around for me it was more uh, he he was less the authority figure and more of someone that had my back and so when he passes there at the end when they have that moment I there again I. I don't know if I'm just getting more emotional as I get older or what, but I you probably want to, you're probably at the age two where you're like, I want a daughter. Aren't you? Like you're like, want, you want like a, a, a daughter. Don't you? No, no. Oh, okay. okay. Good. Good. No, hard, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm good with one son and that's fine. I understand that. I really do. I get where you're coming from and I get where a lot of people would be. He is, he is literally a better version of, you know, master chiefs kind of similar guy. In my opinion, and I hate making comparisons to Halo, but it's a sci-fi epic, and there's not a ton of those out there besides Star Wars and Destiny. Certainly so, not top tier that we've got. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah, but um, it was kind of like, oh man, that sucks. But I wasn't like heartbroken about it. I actually even forgot. Yeah. I actually forgot until you brought it up. The other thing I want to ask too is, what did you think about the? the entity in the citadel that, that was kind of the focal point of all of this and the explanation, you know what I'm talking about? The, the child, the little boy, that talks to you, the little boy, which we see throughout the game in those, those dream sequences. And he's the little boy that gets that Shepard thinks he sees get killed when he's leaving earth, you know, at the start of the game, what did you think about that whole aspect of tying all of this together and the lore that, that was, uh, that we got expounded on there? It's almost like they planted that thought in Shepard's head in the first game and that they were the ones that were going to bring on the, the... It's almost like the Reapers knew that Shepard was going to be the one to bring on the uh, recycle, basically, is what I felt. It's like, oh, Shepard's been in the tool and a hand, has been a tool in the hands of the Reapers the entire time, basically. Um, and so is that... Does this mean that if we ever go back and play this series again, we should start by naming our shepherd Jesus Shepherd? <laughs> yeah, very much Messiah, Messiah Shepherd. Messiah Shepherd. Uh, no, I, I definitely think that they're definitely trying to play into a lot of different like ideology there in terms of like how we view a Messiah type figure, and and that was their way of saying like, oh, this is. Shepherd is the chosen yeah. one, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah there you or go. like Neil. I, I really, I got more Matrix vibes than anything. Oh, um, that whole sequence about learning the 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 history of the core and and the uh, and the Geth, that was straight out of Matrix. Yeah, and I liked it. I thought it was a really well well done sequence there. No, I agree, and uh, I I think that's that's kind of the point. I think of what. Bioware was trying to tell us is like you know we think of humans like we know death is going it's it's going to happen at one point or another we know we're gonna die right it's stalking us yeah it's stalking us it's always dancing and maybe you have maybe you have points in your life where you're like oh 
Like I could have died just then. That's happened to me several times. It comes for everybody. And it's like, oh, no, Bojack, there is no other side. Like it's just you're dead. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they do a really good job of kind of playing with our emotions and playing with no matter what religious background you have, no matter where you come from, this is a universally recognizable narrative in terms of shepherd is supposed to be the thing that brings the end all together. And no matter what, it seems like no matter what someone dies, there's another baby, there's babies being born every day. There's a, there's a new thing to take its place, take that person's place. And I just want to say that is another thing about this game that I think it does so well, more so than other uh, game series that that I have played or that others may have played is it deals with mortality in a way that feels very real and, and, and makes you think about it. And I thought that's, that's a really neat dynamic that they've incorporated into the storytelling in, in this game as well. I agree. And, you know, I kind of want to wrap up the prep positives and just kind of like throw it to you in terms of critique, but I just feel like, the best way to, to make you think about your own morality and just that your, your space around you is to tell it in such a way in a story like this where it is so fantastical and so unbelievable, but yet it's grounded somehow. It's like, yeah, I, I buy it. Like, give Mass Effect rights to, uh, Matt, to, to Christopher Nolan and let's see a Mass Effect uh, Christopher Nolan movie because he'd do a great job. I'm just going to say that. Um, but Or, you know, a series of movies. Give, give Christopher Nolan mass effect to tell a trilogy and i guarantee you we'll have more to say about it so um i want to throw it to you i, I don't want to let this episode ring true to too long because I, I want it to feel kind of synonymous with mass effect 3 itself it's like god i want to i want to go through this again you know what i mean and i want to throw I it can't to believe you. It's over. yeah i can't believe it's over too and but it's at the same time you know, who knows? Maybe we'll, ha- we'll maybe we'll we'll be having a conversation in some way, shape, or form. I'm sure you'll buy the remastered just like I will. You better because it's going to be a different experience, and I'll call you. You know, I'll call you names if you don't buy it. Um, do you have any critiques about this game? Because I have a few, but I want to hear what you have to say first. I, I do. I, I've got one big one. Um, you know, I really liked the the combat elements in the first and second one because while there was a little bit of gore. Uh, there were no exploding heads. Look, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I went for the mail slot achievement just like everybody else did. But, man, I could have do- done with a little less um, uh, popping and decapitation sequences out of my falling bodies. <laughs> I mean, it felt like a little much sometimes. Uh, some, of the, some of the body shots and, and the, man, Matt, man, those Cerberus guys have a lot of blood in them. <laughs> that just will not stay yeah. in when you hit them. Right. It's um, like, good God, where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did not like how they changed that graphically. And I don't know if that was something I could have adjusted. Maybe I could have. Um, I just didn't look. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, there's that. One thing I did notice about the gameplay, I ported my game over from Mass Effect 2 straight over to Mass Effect 3 and then just started playing. Right. You know, I, I brought my shepherd over and just immediately jumped into it. One thing it did not do was take any of my settings from Mass Effect 2 and set them for Mass Effect 3. So I'm about halfway through the game and I realized, man, I am dying an awful lot for casual game. I wasn't playing casual. <laughs> it started me out on normal and I didn't realize it until halfway through. And I, I really I hit a spot. I can't remember where it was now. I think it was on Tajunka. But. I hit a spot where I was just dying constantly because, yeah, it was Tachunka. It was the, the, the Reapers that were, uh, had me in their crosshairs there or in the crossfire. And it wasn't until that point that I realized, oh, I need, to, I need to back off my gameplay again. So if you're porting from one game to another, you, you know, double check your settings because Mass Effect 3 doesn't keep any of your, uh, your play settings. It just brings your player profile in. Uh, that's the only critiques really that I can come up with. Other than that, I found myself thoroughly enjoying the game and the story that it was telling. That's a good critique. And that's borderline nitpicky in my opinion. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to, to ream this game for being a war game instead of feeling like Matt more like mass effect Two. but I realized why they did it. And really I found myself coming to the conclusion I was working and I'm thinking about this stuff because that's what I do. I think I play, I play a bunch of freaking games and I think about my experiences with it. It's like, okay, you know, whether it be the crucible and, um, you know, 
stinking destiny or the story in mass effect or you know how i mean i really need to get back to my 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 island and animal crossing whatever i'm always thinking and i'm working here in my office and i think about it it's like i just didn't want this to end Mm, that was my biggest critique yeah weird to say i was upset that they wanted to tell a good ending to the story and I, I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to stop. I wanted there to be more to come back to, not only because I want to see where the story goes, but it's like I want to spend more time and I want to talk about it more because I feel like there's more there. But in terms of a wrapping up action, like this is – they didn't climax the, They didn't climax anything in Mass Effect 2. They literally – it was a continuation of what we had in Mass Effect 1, and they climaxed it in this game really gracefully. There's not a lot to say wrong with this game. The ending is, call me crazy, this ending is perfect, no matter which ending you choose. And it's a shame that this game got the backlash that it did. It really is. Um, It does the, it it, it innovates on previous iterations near perfectly to where, do I feel like I wanted to experiment? But yeah, I I do. It makes me want to go replay Mass Effect 2. Like, that's what it makes me want to go do. It makes me want to pay attention more in Mass Effect 1, not just try and like rush through it. it yeah. It's a game I'm going to be thinking about for a really long time. So in terms of critique, I don't have a lot to say. I, the, here's the thing. I, go, I come back to this thing of I wish, I, would have, I wish it would have lasted longer. They could have made the Cerberus War and the, the Reaper War they could have given us the same ending they gave us at the end of Mass Effect 2. They could have put it in this third game and made this third game just about us warring with Cerberus. Make Cerberus the threat, and maybe another Reaper shows up, or maybe like a new type of Reaper shows up or something. And I understand why they didn't. You know, it's a, it's a three-story cycle. That's fine. They could have, though, because this really felt just like a war against Cerberus the entire time, which I understand because with the elusive man and all that stuff. And I'm glad we didn't really touch on a ton of spoilers in terms of like elusive man and Cerberus because that's good. I don't want to. I want yeah, there's I, a lot there. I, I want people to go play this game. Yeah. But I just, I, it wrapped up so good that I'm like, God, I wish there was more. So, and that's, that is an excellent, that's an excellent uh, point that you're making there. They left you wanting more. That's, and I mean, it's a shame that we didn't have a nod to something, you know? And I, and I guess I, I say it's a shame. That's not true. I'm glad the way I'm glad they ended it the way they ended it. So, you know, that's, that's all I really have to say. I don't have a ton of huge critiques on this game. I, other than I really think this third game could have been broken into two games, but they didn't want to do that. And to this day, it's the best thing. It's the best thing. This is the only good thing they've made in, 10 plus years or 10 ish years. So there you have it. Including Andromeda. So including Andromeda, if Andromeda is not, I mean, here's the thing. It's like whenever they revamped Assassin's Creed, it's not Assassin's Creed. It's, it's something else with Assassin's Creed slapped on it is what it is. That's exactly what Andromeda is. So there you go. But I I don't, I, I I know we want to elaborate more, but I really feel like we should just like, so, so can I, can I ask you one final question? One final question. Yeah. Gabe, are you glad that we have finally gotten through the entire Mass Effect series? I, I couldn't imagine a world where I hadn't. Like, I was kicking myself for not playing these games whenever the systems they were being played on were relevant. I was like, God, why didn't I just play these? You know what I mean? I just... Just a different because I, I this is this is really gratifying. I just want to soak this in for a moment because I can remember when we used to work together, and I would you would talk about whatever game, popular game that was just out, or you know, or, or, or telling me about uh, Bioshock games or something like that, and I'd be like, dude, dude, I'm telling you, Mass Effect, you got to give this a shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, there's this other thing that I'm doing right now, and it, and it's yeah. just it's gratifying to hear you say, I, I'm glad I got through this now. Yeah, no, I'm glad, and I, there is no other person. I'm sad we couldn't get Jason on it, but Jace, you know, he's got a million things going on too. But I'm glad I went through these Mass Effect things. We did it. We talked about it in a medium that we both love, and we came to the conclusion: once like these games are great. So, you know, there we go. Um, yep. I think it's time to score these bad boys. Okay. So Matt, we're just this one game, and then you know we'll put a pretty little bow on it and say our goodbyes. Yeah. Um- 
you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Uh, I just want to, we've already said all the, the great things about it. So I'll just simply say, uh, this one gets a nine out of 10. Mass Effect 3 is the perfect conclusion to this trilogy after getting, uh, well, probably nigh the, I don't know how I want to phrase this. Mass Effect 2 is a perfect game to me. It is a perfect RPG game, uh, a video game. Um, this is just more of, of well, you said it before. They, they have innovated on an already great platform. And, and Mass Effect 3 is just the culmination of everything that BioWare was doing uh, in the 20-teens, early 20-teens. And uh, yeah, 9 out of 10. I, I, I love it. Well said. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked that we didn't have the same score. I had my problems with Mass Effect 1. I know my feelings are going to change because your experiences inherently affect the way you think about something. And I think the load times and just the fact that I have to play on older technology, it was hard for me to put myself. It's like watching, I've used it before, it's like watching A New Hope. I have a hard time putting myself in that time period. This game is a near perfect action game with RPG elements. It, if you import your save, you're like already ha- your abilities are already dope. I leveled up my incendiary shots. My my incendiary abilities were like leveled up almost immediately, and I was like, I'm just wasting these guys, putting these guys to rest, like immediately from the very beginning of the game. And I love that. I felt like I came right out of Mass Effect Two, and I was continuing, and it, it felt like a new chapter. There's not many better endings to not only. A, a game but a story like we talk about star wars all the time me and you talk about star wars all the time star wars is unending there is no end in sight ever it's never going to end it's like james bond they're always going to make over and over and over again because it makes too much money mass effect had its exposition its exploration and its ending perfect almost I can't give this game anything less than a 10, honestly. Yeah. And I I wanted to hate it. I wanted to not hate it. I wanted to like see where people were coming from and be like, oh yeah, I see why you don't like this thing. Um, I wanted to see where people were coming from, but I can't agree with you. If you didn't like the ending the first time, then you missed the point. This isn't Halo. You know what I mean? Like it's not linear. It's supposed to be ambiguous. It's supposed to make you think. Yeah, and, and the only reason I don't give it a 10 is because this is not a game that you're going to play for good, good times, uh, good feels. Uh, you, you're going to get that, and you're going to get a laugh here and there along the way. But really, you're going to come away with this with maybe a little PTSD. <laughs> totally. Well, and I think you're so, going to inherently compare this game to other games you play in the future where it's like, yep, but it didn't end as good as Mass Effect. Or yeah. uh, it didn't do, like, I don't know, Mass Effect. It didn't do like, for me the way Mass Effect did. It, you're always going to compare anytime you play an RPG like this. Yeah. You're going to compare it to mass effect yeah. for sure. But my nine out of 10 is near perfect for me in, in, in the way I would score something anyway. So I, I stand I, by it. No, I, I love that. And if I were to directly compare it to mass effect Two, it's like, if you're going to make me choose out of those two games, which to give a better score, then I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it objectively. I'm thinking about it comparatively. And in that case, it'd be like if I had to give a 9 to 1 and a 10 to 1, I'd give a 10 to 2 and I'd give a 9 to 3. But yeah. I feel like in terms of what they do specifically, 3 does a perfect job of what it's trying to do. Yeah. Well, so. l- let me ask you this. Do you feel like um, if you go back through it, would you skip 1 and just play 2 and 3? No you way. you think that, that would be a fair shake? No way. No? You want, you want all 3? I want all 3. Okay. Okay. Well. So, I mean, especially, especially with three mastered, especially if I can, if I can sprint through through the Citadel, give me, give give me a reason to, to be on the Citadel. And it's like, if I'm, if I'm moving slowly, it's like, come on. Like if if one, if, if if I can play mass effect one, the way I, with the movement and the abilities that I had in three, uh, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm throwing my money at the screen. Yeah. Well, I'll buy it first and then I'll tell you why you need to buy it. And it'll be great. There we go. There we go. Game Club Mass Effect Volume 2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ethan, let's wrap this thing up because I'm going to start crying and then you're going to cry and it's going to be a big cry fest. And No, I'm just kidding. 
It's been like I said, I've been listening to three hours of emotional Mass Effect 3 music, yeah. <laughs> so I'm about ready to break loose here. It has been an absolute pleasure to review these games with you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being patient. I will say, I did tell you at the beginning, like, look, I take these games at my own pace. I got a lot of stuff going on. Do you want to be a part of it? You said yes. It's been enjoyable. Will we do things in the future? Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because we're not ready to talk about it yet. We still need to hammer that out. But I am excited for, for what could happen. So... Thank you so much. I hope it's been as good of an experience for you as it has been for me. And and welcome to Game oh, it's Club. Been brilliant. Yeah, welcome, it's been brilliant. Welcome to Game Club. Absolutely. By the way, you know it's been it's been it's been awesome. So, well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed these episodes as much as we have. We know we had to take a little break in there. Hope you enjoyed our Horizon Zero Dawn reviews. Uh, you know that's been fun with me and Caleb. We got we got another one of those coming in the future with the Frozen Wilds. I just realized I have to rebuy that because I have a digital edition of PS5 instead of a physical edition, but whatever, it's a hit, so it's 20 bucks, whatever. I need to own it anyways digitally. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. So shout out to Raise Energy and shout out to popquoteusa.com. Didn't give them a huge plug, but go use the underscore wannabe critic for both those sites. You get a huge discount off your order. 15% for Raise, 30% for Popquote. So Ethan, where can people find you? Well, they can find me at Age of Geek Podcast. Uh, at gmail.com. That's our uh, email over there for the Age of Geek podcast that you can find on Podbean, on uh, Spotify, just anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow me on uh, Twitter, geek underscore age. There you go. Ethan, it's been a pleasure. I always enjoy it. Thank you for your time. And thank you as a listener for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. We will see you next time. Say goodbye, Ethan. Bye.